Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. BTOsports.com, anything you need for your bike or body, go get it. Use the code PULPMX to save yourself money on checkout. They've got OEM parts. They've got uh, all the latest and greatest 2015 gear and uh, anything you need, really, for your bike or body. BTO Sports has it. And, of course, proud sponsors of the BTO Sports KTM team with Justin Brayton and Andrew Short. Um, also, uh, Foxhead.com, uh, 2015 stuff in stock now. Uh, Kenny Roxon, Ryan Dungey, just some of the guys that wear Fox Racing. And uh, if you really think about it, they've got uh, some of the greatest uh, stuff out there. Relentless Pursuit to Innovate and Elevate is what their mission is. Full line of 2015 products, V3 helmet with MIPS technology, uh, Instinct award-winning Instinct boot, Airspace Goggle 360 racewear. Visit your local authorized Fox dealer, foxhead.com. All right, this is the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast. Monster Energy Cup wrap-up. Yeah. And uh, lots to talk about here um, with me, as usual, my, uh, my two other amigos. My boss now has, that is now be, probably be moving on, now that he has NASCAR money, the Racer X Online Editor, the Jason Wygant. Yeah, I literally just got back from interviewing Jeff Gordon and Carl Edwards for a show today. Yep. So it's been nice knowing you guys. It was nice, Weege. Thanks. Remember us. Remember us, uh, you know, when you move on and up. Been a good run. Hope you guys enjoy the dirt, yeah. uh, the heat, mm-hmm. um, going out in the middle of nowhere, uh, having a few handful of smattering of fans here and there that are into the sport you carry and uh, cover. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, and the small paychecks. Hope you enjoy that, too. You will be going on the private jets to and from Mooresville in no time. Speaking of Mooresville, mm. I asked RJ about the time he spent, and he spent a little time in Charlotte to make a NASCAR career. Yep. And he said when he was trying to figure out where to live, he actually talked to Bradshaw, and he had land I guess, right next to where Bradshaw's was. i, I got to find this land. Oh, can you imagine? Can you yeah. imagine? RJ and Bradshaw, neighbors. Oh, f- phenomenal. Also on the line, uh, out there in the world, um, selling fly racewear across America, uh, the Jason Thomas. Hey, I'm here. Um, we're just going to be gone soon with JT, so we need to work on a new, a new partner for these. We could try ping. How about ping. We could try ping. Yeah, right. We would need what about, uh, the media darling Chastella. Yeah, yeah. We can get Chase on board. We can get somebody who yeah. knows when the gate drops at these things. You know, <laughs> I don't need to worry yeah, about that anymore. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. It's uh, one step at a time. Don't even need to know about gate drops. It's not even a gate. Yeah. Tell uh, t- 
Tell Jeff Gordon, you know, tell him what, you know, that you can get him maybe a Roxon jersey. You know McGrath. Uh, it is interesting. These guys are pretty into that. Like, first of all, Jimmy Johnson is keeping the El Cajon zone going. He's yeah. from the El Cajon zone. So we all believe the El Cajon zone is done. No longer producing champions. They are. Just they paved over all the uh, riding areas, I guess, you're, instead of doing it in a car. You're not shit unless you snip Kyle Petty's ponytail off and bring it to a motocross race. <laughs> like hang it? Yeah. Hang it like uh, antlers? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, around your neck, you know, like a skull or something. It's Kyle Petty's ponytail. <laughs> I, I've been on the uh, job here at the NASCAR folks for two days, so it's not anything significant. And they already said, you could have a nice support role, but motocross will continue to be your main thing on it on NBC. So don't worry, I'm not actually leaving. Uh, but I will say that whatever, if I'm in conversations with these guys, I'm sure, like, motocross gets respect, man. I know that there are people that love and hate NASCAR for sure, or any sport. I mean, mm-hmm. who likes hockey? Nobody. But do you think that anybody, if you said, you know, you did motocross, or you covered motocross, or you're into motocross, do you think anyone would be like, oh, that sucks. Motocross is horrible. Do you think anybody says that? I got that. I got a lot of that growing up from my friends in school. Oh, just like at regular school and stuff. Right, right. They, you know. Yeah, I, I, I say that, but I guess when you're talking to people from another sport or uh, another yeah. motorsport, right? I think it's respected all around. Wow. You know, from from other uh, ways of you know a- athletes or whatever you want to call them. That's controversial to call them athletes, but you know what I mean. You think any NASCAR guys like, oh, motocross? That sucks. That's for pussies. Well, JT here, you know, I mean, he was just hanging out with Caroli and Rossi and, and Marquez and these, these MotoGP riders that all want to be yeah, motocrossers. Yeah, Caroli, he hates motocross. You know, I mean, they love motocross, all these guys. Yeah, no, they're they're into it. I mean, they're, they're kind of in their own world, but they also ride motocross too. So it's a little bit different because they ride, I would say, in the offseason especially, they ride probably once or twice a week. So they're a little bit more involved. Does Jimmy Johnson have any dogger stories from El Cajon? Jimmy Johnson has been eliminated from the chase, so he's no longer being interviewed. Can you believe that? No. I didn't know that. Non-factor. Not even on the docket today. Wow. Eight time. Just out. Yesterday's news. All right. Look, yeah. Monster Energy Cup. Uh, let's get into it. Um, Weege, first of all, you were watching it from the couch. What would you think? I think all the cool parts of the event, you know, the three main event format and the Joker lane, I'm all for it. I love change. I think these things are great. Uh, Mathis and I, I know you and I see completely eye to eye on that. However, when you're watching it from the couch, there is a drawback to those types of changes. The racing is so quick and uh, fast and furious. You really only see what's going on with the lead couple of guys, much more so than a regular Supercross. I mean, I can tell you, probably 16 of the 22 guys or whatever that were in the main event. I just never even saw once. Right. I don't think I saw, saw Dean Wilson one time at all. I don't think anybody so saw Dean Wilson. The race is over. Right. Well, <laughs> even in the building, did yeah, see him either? I don't think so. That was not a good <laughs> Monster Energy Cup for Dino. But, um, yeah, yeah. I just know from doing these, you know, 30-plus, two-minute, you know, outdoor shows, eventually the races do get boring. That's the reality. And you'll find, well, there's still some guys scrapping for 9th, 10th, and 11th. Let's go check that out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think in the stadium you're doing the same thing. Like Eventually the win is almost foregone, and you're like, well, look at this battle of death going on between these guys for 7th and 8th. That doesn't have a chance to materialize in the 10-lapper. Uh, and the Joker lane, they did a, you know, they put a graphic on the screen to try to uh, help you know who took it. 
on TV, you just don't see it. And it's so hard to keep track when, uh, you know, they're just showing a shot of Kennard going through a rhythm lane and you're right. just left to guess what everybody else did on that lap. I felt like, and I don't know if it was no Villapoto, no Roxon, no Stu. I don't know if it was that. I don't, I'm not sure what it was, JT, but from the pits to the race to the main events to the press box to the after parties to the M, to the hard rock, kind of a little bit of a mellow mellow year, mellow mood. Not a lot of excitement. Do you agree? I completely agree. Um, I don't know what it was. It was probably the most uneventful Vegas weekend I've maybe ever had. Yeah. And that, that not really my experience. It's just, uh, I don't know, the atmosphere in the pits, the level of excitement. Just There just wasn't much energy, I didn't feel like. Yeah, and maybe it was because the big guys weren't there. I mean, Chad Reed basically wasn't there. His body was. But um, I don't know, man. It was just – and then, like, uh, the best whip went on way too long. The amateur stuff is good, but it's like I'm not necessarily into it that much. I don't know if the fans are. You know, they're cool to see the 80s jump the triple and stuff. Super minis, sorry. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just, I mean, hey, look, they, they it couldn't have got any, any better than last year. Two malfunctions of the gate. Two riders forgetting to take joker lanes. One big crash. It was, um, it was a pretty eventful 2013 Monster Cup. But this one wasn't, it wasn't a home run. Let's put it that way. That came across on TV as well. I agree. Uh, and it's hard to put a finger on it. It's not like these dudes that we're racing are just garbage. Uh, it's not that per se. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, and, and the racing wasn't terribly exciting. It's maybe a combination of all those things. I'm not sure. This just in. Weege calls Millsabs garbage. <laughs> They're not garbage. <laughs> Mathis agrees. Not- <laughs> Mathis stamps it. Um <laughs> Uh, no, and look, and that track, that blue chunks, that track sucked. I watched last year's for my column for observations. I went back and watched last year's, and there was a there was one lane that was uh, a little r- bit of a rhythm where you could go over the table or on off. There was a three 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 last year, um, so it wasn't a whole lot of different, but it was different enough. I thought the track sucked, JT. I, I, it was terrible. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was underwatered um, to start the weekend and that, you know, they could never really get it back. After that, once it dried out, it was kind of gone. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge fan. I was, I was really less of a fan of the start situation. I thought it, yeah. you know, really dictated the results uh, way too much. So Why would yeah, they do I, that? I'm kind of on board with you. Why would they do that to the start? I don't know. I don't know that they really anticipated it being that much, but I think, you know, that's where, I don't know. I, I'm not sure who made the call on designing it like that, but if you looked at it, you could really, you know, kind of predict it. Um, I just don't know if it was too late by the time, you know, they had already built it, you know, if the design was different on paper. I don't know, but it, it sure played out that way. Perfect example. Weege's favorite rider, Justin Brighton. Is he still your favorite rider, Weege, even though he's no longer living by you and on your favorite team? Is he still your favorite rider? No, he's dead to me now. Okay. Well, look, yeah, Justin Brayton, is, is, he goes 17-17-7. Um, he qualified, I don't know, uh, 15th or something. And I just I, I refuse to think Brayton's this bad. He just couldn't get a start and then got pushed out, and then that was it all day long, you know? 
Why do we get a seventh in the last race? Yeah, that's good, but I mean, they got a better start. I bet you're right. Shorty yeah, went twelve eleven seventeen. Um, there was a gate that was just completely annihilated on the other side, like really, really squirrely and messed up in front of it. Yes, yep. on the far yep. side of the gate. Right. So uh, apparently, someone just was like, oh, "I'm not taking it." You know, I just and left it open. And Brayton was like, "I don't care. You know what condition this gate's in. I have to get more inside." So he took it and and finally. And you made it work somehow and finally got near the front, and that was obviously where the, the you know, seventh place came in. But you were really handy. You know, you're just uh, hamstrung if you couldn't get on the inside of the start. You just had no chance all night. I kept hearing it over and over from everyone. It's just, you know, I, I knew I was screwed from the get-go. Yeah. Weege, I didn't – I just watched the three-man events, uh, fast-forwarded through the show. Uh, tell me, M.A. Carmichael, Ralph, when the amateurs were out there and the super minis. Treasure trove of information. I like them. I like those guys. <laughs> okay, all right. So they did an awesome job. They they were um, why stop there? Main events. Treasure trove. Oh, more more stuff in the main main event. Yeah, more treasure trove stuff. Um, I, I do like those guys, and man, if they hear this, they'll, they'll get mad. But I'm just going to say, okay. I know that there's an issue where they do not talk about outdoors ever on Supercross. I know, I know. Maybe that's a personal bias of mine. But to me, there are certain elements that are just weird. There's two examples I'll give you. We all know that Kennard changed something in his bike outdoors, and it made a huge difference, and then he went on a tear at the end of motocross, correct? Yes. So when you see him doing well at this, it's an extension of that. And the fact that that cannot even be brought up at all, it's just weird, you know? We're just going to – by the way, this guy won five out of the last six motos, but we cannot even bring that up, or we don't bring that up, or we maybe they or maybe they just didn't feel like bringing it up, or they didn't remember. And then this fork situation, like there was a massive, huge change on the bike, and in the results, you never heard a word about forks, KYB, Shoa, anything. In fact, nothing. It, there was no analysis of why the hell is Trey Kennard all of a sudden freaking on fire. Like, he just wanted it more. Know, it, he just wanted it more, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it just bones me out. Like, that's a legit. Yeah. You don't have to be an expert, and those guys are experts. Mm-hmm. You know, Carmichael and Emick won titles. But you don't have to be an expert to say changing the brand of your suspension is a huge I'm, change. I'm gonna and then g- the results change with it, it might be worth mentioning. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they were not ordered to, to not talk about it. <clears throat> I think it's the other one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want to say that there's some evil conspiracy theory. There might not be. No, I don't think so. I wouldn't believe so. But right. So now you have so guys. You so now you know. guys have guys. Now you have guys in the booth that are just not going to bring up this transformation of a top rider that we saw. I mean, that's exactly that's a perfect word. It is a transformation, and there is a direct. A lot of times we're guessing, but there is a direct, absolute reason for it that everybody knows, and it's as obvious as staring at the sticker on the front of the bike. Yeah. Well, JT thinks it's his gear. He's not sold on <laughs> suspension change. <laughs> um, well, there's been a change in the gear, maybe. Weege, uh, yeah. I don't think it obviously came through on TV, but uh, massive uh, letdown in the press box when, when Trey went down in that uh, third moto. I, I had him winning the million bucks. I thought I thought he could do it. I was like, this kid is too much on a roll. He's going to get the good gate position. He's going to get the start. Credit to Davey Millsaps for holding him off. Um, I, I I thought he was going to do it. And when he went down, it was like, oh. So, 
I'm sure Prater and Gendro were very happy, but um, their 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 insurance uh, didn't have to go up, but premiums didn't have to go up. But it was a bummer, man. It was a real, real cool story. Yeah, I would think that anyone in the building or watching it at home or following it on Twitter, I mean, you have to feel bad for that. Plus, it's Trey Kennard who is like, nobody doesn't like the guy. If he's not your favorite rider, you still want to see a guy like that succeed to that level. And, and it was a night that maybe was lacking a little bit in sizzle. The guy goes out there and wins a million bucks. Yeah. Wins a million bucks. That's going to be pretty big. Well, and, buzz, his, so. and his coach too. Yeah. Like everyone's pulling for his coach. You know. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, so a little bit of a debate on Twitter, Weege, uh, with the, the strategy of Trey Kennard and, and JT and I talked about it a little bit um, on the Pulp Show. And we can bring it up again here. Villeman, Chad Reed, um, they said that Trey should have ducked uh, when he didn't get the start. Should have ducked into the the, um, the Joker lane early. To uh, then he comes comes out and still comes out in second and races the clock. And then when Davy jumps in, he goes in and uh, hopefully comes out ahead of, ahead of the eighteen. Um, the other strategy is that you you race behind Davy and try to hope for pressure him into a mistake. I see both sides of it. I don't know which one is right. Those two guys are obviously convinced that. He should have ducked in and avoided racing with Millsaps. But what do you think, Weege? Well, for starters, I think we have to qualify with all these riders suck when it comes to the Joker lane. It just it's like asking uh, someone who was born in Spain to just suddenly start start speaking English now. Figure it out one day. Yeah. Does it not seem like it's almost impossible for these guys to get the hang of it? Well, track um, record. Yeah, we had Millsaps on the Pulp Show, and he said that uh, he thought he would forget it, so he just got Dana to write it lap after lap after lap. They just can't remember. That's just just, just incapable. Incapable of it. That, that's what I'm talking about. So expecting any of these guys to suddenly be able to strategize a way to use it to their advantage, apparently it's just not. That's just an unrealistic <laughs> expectation. <laughs> just not forgetting it. Yeah. It's the only goal we yeah. have here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beyond that, I think it was frustrating knowing, you know, again, everybody really wants to see him get the million bucks. That would have been cool. And then you could see in that last man that he, he was going faster than Davey. I mean, he was all up on him in certain sections. And knowing at that point that the year just could not pass anywhere, like besides the Joker lane, everybody got that one rhythm section down. Where was the spot you were going to pass somebody? Where was it? Maybe in the peristyle. Trey had a pretty good line. Yeah, the arch? Yeah. Kennard made a pass in the first one there. Yeah, I, I don't but, know. Maybe JT knows. But Millsaps is a good rider. I don't think I, I think Millsaps would know how to nail that properly. Right. You know, go fast enough, not open the door. So you're just so frustrated. You're like, man, no offense to Millsaps, but you'd like to see Kennard win the million bucks. That would be cool. He's stuck behind him. The only alternative is the Joe Company, but I don't think it's quite as easy because they had a lead, but I didn't feel like their lead was massive. I mean, they lost a lot of time in that Joker lane. Canard mm-hmm. passed Tomac immediately, like on the first lap. Yep. I don't think the way that track was, man, you get stuck behind him or, or two guys even, he might have never got back in it. What do you think, JT? What, what was the strategy there? Well, you know, we talked about this a little bit, and I really believe that uh, only Trey knows what he, you know was going through his head, obviously. But if he didn't have an area where he was just like, okay, this is my spot, I know I can get him here. If he didn't have that in his back pocket, then he has to try to use the Joker lane to his advantage. I think 
that's really the, the, all there is left. So it would really be uh, dependent on what his, uh, you know, what his thoughts were. You know, if he had a spot like, okay, I can get him here. I don't need to worry about the joke lane. I'll just go when he goes and I can get him in the spot, then, then great. But otherwise, I really think that uh, what DV and Chad said is probably the way to go. You know, get out there, use your speed to your advantage, and, and don't worry about passing him. Uh, J, uh, Weeds, JT agrees with Chad. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I guess it's, it's almost like, why wouldn't you? Like, it's almost not going to work, not using it. It's, it's worth the risk. Okay, there's a chance you take it, and then Tomac goes back around you, and then you get held up by Tomac for a few laps, and you never get back to Millsaps. But, obviously, I don't know if it could have worked any other way. Like, you literally could not pass. There was absolutely a 0% chance he was going to make a pass unless Millsaps screwed up. You can't count on that. So maybe you just say, just for the risk alone, you have a 50-50 shot Joker lane is going to work. There's 0% chance not using it's going to work, so try it. Right. JT, as a, as a former racer, and you raced the first year, right, of the event? Yes, I did. But yeah. wait, did they have a Joker lane? No, they didn't. Did you, so you never raced no. with a Joker lane? I didn't, know. I okay. never rode with a Joker okay. lane. Well, anyways, regardless, a lot of laps under your belt. Um, I, you could call the whoop section my personal Joker lane. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> You know what wasn't a Joker lane? Salt Lake City Rhythm. That nope. was not your joke's Joker on, lane. Joke's on you, Josh Grant. Joke's on you, Grant. Um, <laughs> but look, as a racer, how do you forget the Joker lane? Uh, well, it's just not something that these guys ever deal with. They don't practice for it. They don't race with it. It's so, just, But it's just You, you get into the zone. Sense. like you, You're not thinking. You're When you're racing out there, there's so little thought and so much just instinctual reaction. That they just unless they read the pit board, which a lot of times in these races it's so far out there you can't read it. Like you literally cannot see the mechanics. So I could see how it happens. I mean, uh, these guys are get locked into a battle, or they're you know everything's happening so fast. You just you just don't go. It's I'll not take, something that they're used to. They don't ever do that. I'll take your reasoning. Except one time, Ferry told me he was figuring out if he could retire or not in the air, in the trip over the triple. Well, yeah, he also wasn't battling for the lead. No, I know. In that race, I'm just saying, so, seems like a little bit. Different. Seems like the mind can wander a little bit. Yeah, but not when you're not when you're winning like that. Not when you're all the pressure is on. Okay, all right. Well, we didn't see anybody forget it this year, as far as I know. Millsaps even went down in the Joker Lane, exiting it in the second main. Um, but I yeah, think it was much easier to get to this year too. Yeah, you were hauling ass before, and you had to dip in. So yeah, yeah, you're right about like if that. If you didn't set up for it, if you like remember to the last second, you almost couldn't hit it. Yeah, true. Got a good point there. Um, let's talk about the guy. Hey, who- on the show, they mentioned um, there was an exchange between Ralph and Ricky, because Ricky obviously has a hand in building this track. Ralph said, hey, I heard a rumor that you guys were considering even making the Joker lane an advantage. Like, mm-hmm. you can only take it once, and it would actually be shorter to mix it up. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But then I don't think Ricky understood what he said. And he said, oh, absolutely, when you're out there riding, you need to use it as an advantage. Well, Chad was pushing no. for that really hard on track walk. What the idea that? Uh, well, the idea that Chad had, and he was trying to get them to basically go forward with it because there would have been no problem in doing it, was to make the on-off section the the normal track, and then make that flat turn the Joker lane, so you could use it one time. You know, you had to strategize of when you wanted to use that advantage, but for whatever reason, they didn't buy into it. And you know what else is good about that? Did he try to get you to stand over there? There's a track that clearly wasn't technical enough. And then you have one technical section that barely gets used. 
but the other nine laps you're using just a flat corner, which can't do anything in. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't super technical, but whatever. It was something. Yeah. Um, it was more than just a flat yeah, turn, right? Yeah, exactly. Did, did Chad have you go stand over there, JT, and take a photo of? No, okay. no, that, that, that joke's run its course, I think. Okay. <laughs> not, not when it comes to the Joker lane. Um, uh, I like it. I like that idea. I'm okay with that. Like making it the advantage, whatever. Um, before we get to Millsaps, though, um, Joker lane, three ten lappers. Um, anything you would put in supercross, Weege? I know we've had this conversation. All before, of it, baby. All, all of it. it. Yes, all of it. Bring it on. Not for all yeah. six, 17 rounds, um, but uh, for some of them. Please, think of the children. Do it, Val. Do it. No, I would do it for 18 out of 17 rounds. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll do it. I um, love it. Whole shot points, fast qualifier points, heat race win points, joker lanes, 310 lappers at some races. Bring it all for me. Let's swap. Let's switch it up, you know? I just like having things to talk about, having things to bench race about. I think that's what fans really want mm-hmm. deep down inside. You know, theories, and what if this would happen, and what if they try that? Like, the very idea that we're discussing as Joker Lane strategy is something we would never talk about at any other race. It's no. just another element. And who's against that? Hey, thanks for listening to the uh, BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing of JGR, Yamaha's Dean Baker. Appreciate you listening to this and all the shows. Don't forget to check the archives out, and uh, you can get some uh, listens in on some older shows that I've done so you people can stop asking me to do new ones of guys I've already done. Check the archives out. Seriously, there's some good stuff in there. But once again, thanks to those guys for, uh, thanks to you guys for listening, and thanks to uh, Fox and BTO Sports for coming on board. And this Race Tech commercial can save you money with some uh, a discount using the code PulpMX14 because I guarantee you, you probably need some suspension work on your bike. Once again, thanks for listening, and uh, see you around. BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose Race Tech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh, Race Tech suspension, and they've been around a long time, and their, their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people. At least uh, change your oil in your new bike. Use Race Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Race Tech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Thee, the owner of Race Tech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do it yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Race tech. Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. JT, you'd bring none of it? You're stuck in the mud? You're an old codger? No, I'm not. I don't know that those changes. I actually don't hate the 310 lappers because I think that anytime you have all of the best guys together mm-hmm. on the track is a good thing. So having three chances to start over, having three opportunities at having the good guys all start together, having mm-hmm. three opportunities to see a great battle, I, I do think that's a plus. So I'm okay with, with trying that out. The Joker lane, 
I'm not really sold on. I think it's a little hokey. You know, it's, I just don't think it has a real place in uh, every weekend racing. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with, with switching the format up. I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, I think the, the head to head stuff and even the, uh, the pole position, like the lap times, I think that's really cool because you see some guys really do some incredible things as far as, uh, jump combinations and whoop speed and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind bringing some of that into it. Just change something, whatever. Yeah. They could have elimination races where the last two guys are eliminated each, each time like Percy does. I think there's a lot of options. You know, I, I'm not the, probably the person to decide what exactly we go with, but there are a ton of options out there. Well, one thing, don't ask the teams because you'll never get a consensus. They'll just do what's no, good no, for them. No, no, you just have to make just an do executive it. decision go with it. Yes, just do it, exactly. Um, Weege, uh, if you could keep the Super Mini Race, the Amateur All-Star, or the Best Whip, which one would you keep out of those three things? That sort of fill in the time. Uh, I think most people are going to answer the amateur all-stars because I hear too many people say the super minis are scary. They think it's dangerous. And I've heard too many people say that the best whip is boring. Now, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there. It, maybe best whip is actually really cool for, for part of the people that are there. You know, there's not every fan. you got to, A, be pretty hardcore to even care at all about amateurs or super mini. I mean, there's a ton of people I know that are pretty knowledgeable about the sport and we're straight up saying on Twitter, like, I don't know who these dudes are. I don't care. See you in three years, then maybe I'll know your name. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of people in the stands, which are often even more casual fans than that, that probably think the best whip thing is cool. Maybe the format of the best whip wasn't the most exciting this year. With no metal ramps, it was weak without a, yeah. without a ramp. You need the ramp. Wow. I agree. Yeah. I don't know what the they didn't have. have um... got... Go ahead. No, nope. wait on you. Well, the other thing is they changed it. You know, it was like the jam session where they just all went and did a whole bunch of whips, mm-hmm. which was confusing to watch as far as the judging. But I'm sure for the fans there, just seeing nonstop, just one dude after another, just going, 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 was probably cooler than here where you just watch one dude and then you waited a minute and you watch another dude. So that was a big change, too. The guy who did a backflip was, was good. So Todd Potter. Yeah. The guy who had Eddie Van Halen graphics on his bike, Bo Bamberg. Oh. That was my favorite guy. Well, what was the crowd response? I mean, it's easy for us, the you know, so-called racing types, to talk crap on the freestyle portion of the program. But were the fans into it or no? I don't know. I would say less than less than enthusiastic. Gotcha. I was uh, I, I was talking to Tony Gardia during the whole thing. You know what? It's just there's no way these guys can really. I mean, I've seen some still pictures, and and there were some really impressive pictures, but to really blow the fans away. Uh, to have some really cool stuff for te- for television, you need a bigger jump than a triple for sure. Like the triple is just too small. You need a ramp that these guys can really lay into and not worry about sliding off of. It's just necessary to have a great contest, in my opinion. Uh, JT, was it just me or um, was there eighteen announcers? There was a lot. There, were, there was someone from Australia, a female I'd never seen or heard from before. I'm not sure if she knew anything about racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it was uh, it was a real smorgasbord of announcing going on. I, I honestly couldn't keep up. I don't know what. I mean, I, hey, whatever. They're trying something new, you know, whatever. But Well, it's, uh, I think it's the same thing as these are all joker lanes. All these people are joker lanes. They're just trying things out. Throwing, trying them, it out. throwing them against the wall, seeing what, seeing what sticks. 
Yeah, I think literally. I mean, I talked to Andy Boyer and Kevin Kelly, who were two of the, the newbies out there, and they really don't even know, like, what the deal was. They're like, somebody called and said, you want a shot? We'll give it to you. And they don't know what the plan is. Like, they didn't say, if you do well, you're going to have this job. It's just, mm-hmm. hey, we have a lot of people that maybe could work. Let's give them all a shot on one night. Do you think there's a chance that Irv gets replaced? Is that what they're doing? Is that? I, I know that... Uh, my buddy Kevin has said, like, that's the job I would probably do best in. Like, the screaming on the floor, Lurch, West Kane, those types of guys, they'll run, a, run circles around me with that. I'm not saying I'm your hype guy. But he has said, you know, I think I can do that well. So who knows? I hope they're trying. I hope there's a potential that one of these guys, if they work out, that. I mean, I just. Irv is, you know, he's like an old fastball pitcher. Just used to have it, used to be a star. Now he's just trying to get by with throwing junk. You know, I like her. It's not working out. So it's just he's trying to throw junk. He's trying to do everything he can to stay in the league. I admire it. You tip your hat. He, he's an old vet. Sometimes you just lose your fastball. You know, you just lose your fastball. That's all. I like Irv. I like all the announcers. Uh, okay, this is they are they're solid. Wygant, can you? Well, let me talk to. Well, no, let me ask you. How about all the dudes that didn't make it? How about Josh Grant, Cooper Webb, Pike, and Osborne all having to get in through the LCQ? Like, pretty crazy. Yeah, um, and, and on, yeah, on times, I mean, there are a lot of guys that didn't even, I think, get to the LCQ that are big names, right? No, everybody got to the LCQ. Yeah, I think, I think everybody oh, was there. Sorry, I guess pretty decent. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I guess, let me, let me reword that. When you look at the, yeah, when you look at the top, where do they take the fastest 18, right? And then they took four to the LCQ? Yeah. Yeah. So when you look at the guys that even made it through the LCQ or the guys that went to the LCQ and weren't in the top four, there were still big names, I guess partially because of the one-class deal, right? How about if you're OTSFF and you bring uh, Chisholm, Canari, and um, Gerke, and you don't even make the main? Thanks for coming out, guys. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not making fun of them. I'm just saying, like, that's a tough, that's a tough day, you know? Uh, yeah, like I saw uh, a photo gallery that we put up on the Race Rex site, and there were dudes. I was like, "Wait, yeah. this guy race? Josh Grant?" And I'm go- like, "Oh, he did. He, he just didn't qualify." Josh Grant going to the LCQ was a shocker, JT. It was a little bit, right? Right? Yeah, I was. I was surprised by that. Yeah. Now I think, and I think Webb was on a 250F. It says 250F no, on the results. It says 250F. No. 450. Okay. I'm not going for the results because we all know how that works. Yeah, it was a 450. Um, but yeah, Michael Lessie also. Wow, gone home. Thanks for coming. Like, it's crazy. I know. It was nuts. Like, I yeah, really, Alessi, I Alessi, Alessi got screwed. Okay. I mean, unless he did it to himself, but he definitely got screwed. He stopped on the track in practice, so he lost his lap time, and then was on the, you know, just screwed the start up. So he really never had a chance at it. Yeah, I mean, you know, but these guys know you can't stop on the track. Yeah, that's yeah, what I said. He, right. he got screwed, but he did it to himself. Right. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez, though, raced. So he made it. Fresh off, fresh off his MXDN win. How many people in the pits do you think went up to Dylan Ferrandez and said, "Hey, congrats on the MXDN win"? How much? How many people? Only Eric Bernard. <laughs> that would be about it, right? Maybe uh, Ludo. Um, Bevo. No. Stefan Legrand. Okay. Um. Well, uh, you know, I think you're seeing with this guys not qualifying and some of these, you know, 
there's a reason why they use this race to experiment with things. Things you wouldn't even think are an issue. Like, it's definitely cool on the surface to say, you know what, man, we're not going to have a 250 and 450 class. We're putting everybody together. Let's see what happens. If you want to race a 250, go ahead. If 250 guy wants to try it, Josh, uh, uh, Justin Hill style, go for it. That's all cool. But then what you find out in the back end is, oh, crap. When you take the best of both classes and put them all in one, there's a lot of good riders that won't even make the main event that night, which sucks for them. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of little things. like, okay, Who would have thought they'd have the Joker lane and there would literally be an issue with the riders even remembering to do it or the split start yep. would just make it impossible to have you know the gates be fair. I, that's why they have to use this race as an experiment. It would be atrocious if a title contender in a championship race stopped on the track like a lefty, got penalized, the track is so easy, and there's so little way to make up time. You're not going to qualify, et cetera, et cetera. That's why they have to try that here. Um, that's why I feel like there's things we think work right. We're not just saying it for change's sake. You can see how the 310 lap mains pretty much works. I can't really find any major drawback, although, like I said, they don't show the back markers quite as much. But and in the end, people would rather see Dungey and Archer bang bars three times than once, right? Right. Yeah. So that's a winner. But everything does have a drawback, and you get to see that in the flesh with this race. Um, Davey Millsaps won, and he, he I've always been there. I've always been a believer of Davey. <laughs> um, I'm, I was pretty surprised, Wygant, that he, that he pulled it off. That was a, a really impressive ride. I actually wasn't. I actually wasn't. What? I'm, I'm, yeah, I wasn't. I, not at all. I can't come on at this show and rail on. You know, Jeff Ward saying that it really just comes down to who trained more, that's who wins. You know, I've said over and over, I'm like, I don't know why people just pretend that talent doesn't exist in this sport. It's just as real here as it is on a football field. I know you can't measure it in a 40-yard dash time or in a dude's whatever wingspan, but it's there. We've seen stuff like this before. Maybe Millsap's layoff is a little longer than usual, but we've seen riders be gone, and they just come back, and they're exactly where they were before. Seen it. Hey, we saw it as recently as Kennard in uh, Anaheim one two years ago. I mean, it just—we'll see it again with Chad Reed come January. The layoffs don't often make any difference whatsoever. So, if you had told me before, are we going to see that? You know, the bill steps that we saw 18 months ago, or is it going to suck? I would have leaned to. Now nah, he'll probably be where it was, which is where it was. Happens no. all the time. All I hear from guys like JT and at racers is how hard it is to. Get your mojo back after missing so much time. Yeah, but you're talking about a guy with a lot more talent than I ever had. Yeah, no, clearly he's got he's seriously talented, no doubt. Um, and it's not like he hasn't been riding. I mean, he rode. <sighs> Depends yeah. who you ask. Really? Uh, yeah. Not possible. He had a broken foot. Yep. Um, he was he was riding. Even if you asked his team, he was riding. He just couldn't race. Okay. So does this those elite guys? It just doesn't work that way. Like, I mean, I, I think it does occasionally. I mean, Villapoto's had a ton of huge injuries. When was the four or five race span of him working his way back to the front of the pack? He he's hurt. He comes back. As soon as he's back, he's right back where he was. Anytime Chad Reed has been yeah, but fully focused and ready, he's right back where he was. It doesn't just, matter how long the layoff was or whatever. You just, just threw... the way it works. Is maybe not even fair, but when you got it, you got it. Yeah, but you just threw out two of the greatest riders to ever race the sport, which Davey Millsaps, although good, is not on those guys' level. You threw out multi-multi-time champions. 
So that's a little different yeah, in my eyes. Yeah, but I'm just saying there's, there's, a, there's an elite pack. Like, like you know, Kevin Windham, 2002 to 2003. Came back solid. Hey, what, was it, what would it be like if Carmichael had to come back from an injury? I know, again, I'm picking the elite, but he missed months with ACL and he came back and won. I just feel like those four or five best guys at any given time can always come back and do it. Kennard did it. Um, I think that's just the way it works. I mean, we have seen Millsaps be not so good like three or four years ago, so I guess there's always a chance he could go back to that level. But I just don't think he's there anymore. He's just one of the guys, and he's going to be one of the guys as long as he's racing. Does his Monster Cup win uh, put him on a different level in your mind at Anaheim 1, Weege? If we're doing our preview podcast, does this mean anything, this win? Or is it completely... Like, your, your opinion hasn't changed. You're going to put him where you're going to put him. Like, can he win now, for um, example? It you doesn't um, – it, it's, it's almost like a two – like two answers to that question. I don't think this race has a massive, like, predictor of what's going to happen. So I don't upgrade him because he won. But I would have already put him on that list because, like I said, mm-hmm. I just believe that certain guys can take a long time off and come back right where they were and where he was – was in there with those guys, and he's in there with them okay. again. Uh, JT, do I need to pull out the panic button for Chad, or are we good? No, I would okay. love for you to do that, though. I'm sure he would love for you to. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not saying one way or another. I'm just saying I don't need to pull it out. You're not at all worried, right? Not at all. No, I'm not at all, no. Okay. For the same reason. For yeah, the yeah. same reason. <clears throat> Bigger surprise, uh, JT, Malcolm Stewart or Justin Hill? Oh, Justin Hill by far. Okay. I'm, hey, yeah, not even close. I'm just throwing the questions out. Well, I mean, Malcolm really wasn't ever in the race. I mean, at the front, not really, anyway. Fin- I mean, Justin fi- Hill was in contention to win this thing. Okay. Um, Blake Baggett, what thoughts on him, JT? Um, I thought he looked okay. You know, he's, he's, I don't know if he re-injured something or whatever, he, you know, but the, the end result wasn't great, but he, he looked pretty good. Do you know the thing we have with uh, Blake Paget and JT Weege? Have you heard about that? Give me the exact details. As I've heard several versions, I think. <laughs> no one, can anyone even remember what exactly if, that is? If, oh, yeah. That? Yeah, no, I, got, I had people go through the archives. If Blake Baggett, oh, okay. if Blake Baggett podiums a Feld-produced Supercross, JT will walk home from wherever he is. Two boys. Let's hope it's Detroit. <laughs> um, Please, do it in Detroit. Come on, Blake. That's instant death. Um, I think he was. I, th- I thought Blake was pretty good. Obviously, he went down pretty hard in that last uh, last race, but he qualified well, and he went uh, uh, five in the first main. Like better than I thought. Better than I thought. I, I mean, I'm I'm leaning with JT on the uh, walking home thing. Like I don't think he's going to have to. But hey, man, it wasn't bad. So. Uh, you know, one other thing there that is an experiment at this event is the idea that the track is less gnarly than a regular Supercross track. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't the original goal like, hey, Caroli could race this if we make it a little less Supercrossy? Wasn't that one of the original yeah. plans? Yeah, the first year was very simple, and it was like a four-minute lap time. Right, so, okay, that's not happening. Like, Caroli clearly is never going to race this event. Hurling's not coming. Not D- going to happen. Dylan Ferrandis. Yeah, I don't know if that sells tickets. If if the event really isn't going to pit, dude, you would never see race of Supercross. 
in a Supercross, because Fernandez, I'm sure, wants to race Supercross in the near future anyway, so what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Can we just give up on that and just make it a good track where there's actually, like, something going on and you can pass and it's technical and difficult? Sure, yeah. Talk to the GOAT. Two old straightaways without a single obstacle at all, right? Yeah, talk to the GOAT, bro. It just doesn't work. Like I was just saying, the whole event is an experiment. That's cool. A lot of people would probably say a simpler track is actually leads to better racing. For whatever reason, this particular design, it just didn't. Like, it just didn't. Toting the goat. Maybe even put whoops in. Put whoops in, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe try the the Joker lane being short. You know, try that, like like Chad was saying. So It's just a shame knowing, knowing that Kennard's going for the million. Seeing that he's put himself in a good position, seeing that he appears to be faster than Millsaps, you know, just getting up on him in corners, and then just thinking, well, where the hell is he going to pass him? Not his fault. Like, the track literally doesn't have a place to pass. And I've got to figure that Millsaps at that point probably knew that too, right? Like, don't screw this up, and he's going to have a tough time getting by. Yeah. Wouldn't you think he'd know that? We already had my uh, Cycle News win ad made up for if Kennard would have won the million. Yeah. Lord of the Million Flies, F-L-Y apostrophe S. He's a lord of the million dollars, and he's flying yeah. speed-wise. Doesn't work. What'd you think, Weege? I thought JT would dig it the most. No, nah, he's a yeah. hater because he didn't think of it. He loves it, but he didn't think of it. I think it's it. terrible. No, lord of the million flies. Oh, does JT no, have one of those non-invented type attitudes? No, this would, be, uh, this would be the gear that makes you feel like a million bucks. Oh. What do you got, Weege? I had a whole treasure trove of fork jokes that I was putting on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, putting out this amazing insight about these forks that just weren't being mentioned. You know, uh, um, but, stick a fork in and they're done. You know, uh, ate my meals with the KYB fork. Hey, uh, hey, everyone, fork you. You know? No? Did, uh, okay. Okay, i got to ask you guys. You guys are asking me all the questions, I think, because you probably already discussed this on the Pulp Show. Does any of this mean anything to you guys for Anaheim? Are you like, okay, Trey's super-duper legit for sure? No. Uh, Does it mean anything? Millsaps, Millsaps elevates in my eyes for sure. Okay. We mm-hmm. we were talking about it, and I think maybe we did it on one of these, and uh, someone asked if Millsaps could win a race. I think I started laughing. Um no, come on. Yeah, bro. We got Why? We got Why? we got Roxon, we got Dunge, Tomac, Kennard, JS seven, you know? Did he not race against most of those guys two years ago and yeah, leave the he missed two a, races? He missed a lot of time. Okay. So look, I I'm just saying it doesn't he, matter. This I don't think this race changes my mind and says, Oh, he's the favorite, he's gonna win races, but he his his win elevates himself in my eyes, no doubt about it. So well, that's and, great. And what about Jason Anderson qualifying first? That does something to me too. That doesn't, you know, make him an, a race winner. But we talked about Sealy coming into the class. We talked about Anderson coming into the class. We all talked about which guy would be better, or, or Dean Wilson also in the mix. Who would adapt the best? Anderson's qualifying first to me, JT, shows me he, he moves up a, a little notch in my book. I know it was just the Monster Cup, and I know the track was easy. I don't care. Yeah, I think he'll be fast. Um, I don't. I really expect him to be fast to start with. You know, I think that Dino proved that these kids can go the pace. Um, I was a little let down that Jason kind of went backwards in that last main event. Um, he got a really good start, and, and Trey got him really quickly. And 
I thought he would fight a little bit more, but, you know, there's still a lot of time, and he hasn't ridden that bike a ton. So, yeah, I, I fully expect those guys, especially in the time qualifying stuff, to be fast. You know, if they have one one thing, it's uh, it's speed. We can work with speed. I mean, that's, that's, our, that's our motto. That's our motto. Yes. Uh, I, uh, I was leaving the... All of us on the Dean Wilson right. bandwagon, which excludes you. I was walking outside, and, and Tony Gardia, Dean's agent, was FaceTiming him in the pits. Mm-hmm. And then I was walking out, and Tony said, hey, look who's here. And it was me, and there's Dean you know, on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I said, Dean, wh- what happened? And he's like, just nothing happened. Just don't even write about me. I wasn't there. I didn't race. You didn't see me. Just don't talk <laughs> about me. I wasn't there. I wasn't even there. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, you're literally not here right now. You're on FaceTime. So. Hey, JT. Yeah. Ron, I have a question. Is it possible in these off-season races where a guy can just get caught in the wrong spot like he's not fully prepped and he's trying a new bike and all that stuff, and it just totally catches him at the wrong place at the wrong time, and he just sucks for one weekend. Hold on. But it doesn't mean anything at all. Is that, Hold on. Does that happen sometimes with these? Hold on, uh, JT. We just asking for his friend named Coy. That's what this is all about. He's asking for his <laughs> oh, friend yeah. who's named Coy. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's I, a little I, different actually on the JGR side. Those guys are bad, but Wilson just did the straight rhythm thing two weeks ago, and he looked good, and he looked, seemed fine. So here we have a good and a bad. But it's just been all bad. Yes, I, I absolutely do think that um, that that's the case. Uh, you know, these guys aren't on their programs at all yet. They're um, kind of in a vacation mode, a lot of them. You know, Dungey especially is getting married, and Dino's just switching bikes. And these guys haven't really been preparing for this race, so to speak. So I think what you see this week, what you saw last weekend, is totally different from what you'll see in Anaheim for a majority of the uh, the guys, and I think they get a little frustrated because they know they come in unprepared, um, throw Chad into that group as well, and a lot of times they kind of race, and I think they regret racing because they're like, man, I wish I wasn't, you know, I wish I wouldn't have been out there because that wasn't really indicative of what I'm capable of, so yeah, sometimes it's a motivator, too. They go out there and get their butt kicked, and then they really want to kind of turn that around, and it kind of inspires them to work harder. Uh, yeah, because Bar- JGR guys. <laughs> let, go? let Coy know what JT says, because the Barsha thing, it, it wasn't so good. No, it's not good at all. No, no. Nope. Um, no, not good at all. Okay, um, let's let's wrap this thing up. JT's got to go. The BTOSports.com Race Rex podcast presented by Fox Racing. Is there anything, prediction time, is there anything that from the Monster Cup that does indeed show up in Supercross. Do we do anything? Weege. Nope. <laughs> I agree. Nope. JT? Uh, I don't really think so. Okay. Um, All right, yeah. We'll just do nothing. But ladies and gentlemen, Irv Braun's back. Don't worry about that. Some things are just, some things are just etched in stone. No, I I just think uh, I'm I'm of the I'm of the opinion that if things are doing well, I uh, don't screw with it. Uh, will the yellow tires come back in 2015? I'm gonna say no. Okay. I don't know why. I'm just yeah. guessing. Can they make them other colors? I would think so. Right. 
I'd like to see pink, flow pink. You would have thought you'd seen pink this weekend for breast cancer awareness, but I saw some pink goggles. Yeah, Scott had Scott had some. Oh, and the X brand had some too. I didn't see those. Mm, and not in the out there at night. No, you you had to be there in the day to see them. Oh, okay. They didn't <laughs> they didn't make it at night so much. But if you had the early entry passes, you saw them. Gotcha. Maybe they need to advertise that next year. What's that? Come early to see the pink guy spraying goggles before they're gone. <laughs> and not the goggles, the riders. The mean, <laughs> they don't mean the, the sales Were of goggles. Were you a lot of pressure on during that LCQ? Oh, my God. I mean, I figured there'd be a couple other guys that get in, but nope. Nope. Uh, not at all. Uh, I, I did see, I see, I saw JT freaking out, though, because Pike was in it, and that Pike's his guy, and, you know, so. Um, a little nervous for, the, for him. Yeah, for sure, right? Bad break for Bobby Canari. Broke his hand. Poor meathead. Um, all right. Yeah. That's about it. Um, it was a mellow Monster Cup. It, there was no other way around it. It was a mellow Monster Cup, and uh, these things happen, and hopefully we'll see a better race next year with a better track, and a little more drama and, and maybe freaky fast uh, Kenny Roxon will show up. So looking forward to all that. Um, anything else, guys? I think that's it. I just want to say when, uh, when, when we make fun of the fact that these changes aren't going to happen, that's not actually on the back of the Feld people. I think they would be the first ones to do it. It's the general nature of this sport and the teams and the riders and the sponsors and the industry people. Matt, this is why you're putting money on the fact that James Stewart will not be suspended. Because in general, stuff just doesn't happen. It's not, hey. you know, you can't, don't email Dave Prater and say you screwed up. He, he'd probably be the first guy to want this stuff for Supercross. Yeah, I've talked to Dave about it, for sure. Um, he wants we, changes, right? Weed, you've been on this James Stewart thing. Uh, you had some good reporting this week on Racer X Online. Do you feel like he's going to miss any races in 2015? Uh, nope. Looking, looking good, I feel. <laughs> There are going to be some angry people in the pits. There are going to be. Oh my some, god! Yeah. There. Oh my god. There will be some very, very upset people. So. Oh my god. Yep. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for doing the uh, BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. The two Jasons, Wygan and Thomas, uh, Monster Energy Cup wrap up. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, and uh, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been the BTOSports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave and, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone 
even harder, jump farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days. They're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pitch and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. And the months and the years go on.